Hello and welcome to wherever you may be. We are proud to be part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we are going to be talking about all things Chelsea. I'm Rory Jennings and joining me today is both Olivia and Charlie on the same pod. How are you both? Charlie, all well? Well, I'm not as good as I was last week, mate. I've, uh, I'm in mourning after two losses, but I'm, I'm generally OK. Looking forward to Christmas. And Olivia, your wrapping present. Sorry to rudely interrupt that process. No, it's fine. I'm just trying to get... Um, this is the most prepared I've ever been for Christmas, you know, trying to get ahead. But oh, also, like Charlie, frustrated at the same time. Yeah, well, what have you got me and Rory? Week. <laughs> it's a surprise, Charlie, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, make sure... I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what you've wrapped for us. Yeah, thank you <laughs> so much for that. Um, I suppose on to uh, the football. We're going to have to get there at some point, so we may as well steam right in. Bad week at the office for Chelsea. We'll start we'll start at Goodison Park. It's a ground that has not been kind to us over the years. We lost 1-0. I'm I'm surprised really. Did you see it coming, Olivia? Um not on our not on current form I didn't. Um but in the back of my mind I always had, like you said, Rory, that, that record, especially recently at Goodison Park, has been nothing short of awful. Um so I had that in my mind, but I didn't expect us to turn up and play the way we did. I was really disappointed with with everyone's performance bar Reese James. I thought he was the only player that, that actually played quite well. Um we just had nothing. We had nothing. We just looked we lacked creativity, which is even when we've missed Ziet. You know he's we've we've created and we've scored goals, so it was just a little bit frustrating. Um, but and and it and like for the for the winning goal to have been a penalty, and we did have chances hit the post a couple of times. But overall, it's just a disappointing performance, and I I was really surprised by it. To be fair. Yeah. What about you, Charlie? Yeah, I must admit, anyone who listened to the last one will know that I didn't see this coming at all. I thought we were going to thrash him, um, but no, it was everything that we had been doing right. Up till this point, you know, I, I think you could almost say between the two losses, between the Liverpool game, when we started to look a bit better, um, and this game, everything we, we'd been doing right, we, we did wrong. Um, we was, I think we were second to every ball. Um, as, it, as Olivia says, I think Rhys James was about the only player that, to come out with any credit, although I must be honest, I think he was lucky. I think he could have been booked about four times. But I think it's because he was the only one kind of uh, running about and trying to get, get to the ball. I think we just seemed a little bit lethargic. We haven't, frankly, very well to hit on a formation and a combination of players that were really working and, and got us all those good results in that run. But I just wonder whether, because the games are packed in so tightly, whether we do, the last two games we just looked tired and we looked like we've run out of ideas and everything that has been working and has kind of caught teams by surprise. We look very, we just look very tired and very tested and very kind of, um, that we were unable to spring any surprises or, or or inject any sort of creativity into our play. I thought, I thought in both these games, the front three was awful. We looked like we'd run out of ideas and um, it led to like a real toothlessness that has plagued the worst bits of the last two or three seasons. I don't know what you thought about um, Havertz and Werner's performance in Liverpool. Uh, do you know what you said there about last season? I actually tweeted that and I said this performance against Everton especially reminded me, or was it Wolves? Oh, one of the two reminded me of, of Chelsea last season and, and that that's not a good thing um, given there was a lot of good moments last season but the games we lost last season it just seemed like that was how we lost the game against Everton and Wolves um, 
have a this is a really frustrating situation because we've spoken about Havertz a lot on this pod and we're all right in what we're saying. I think we've been proved right, but that doesn't necessarily mean um, that he's not going to come good. He just needs to be taken out the firing line. I don't. I, I just think he had COVID. He struggled with COVID. And, and I think Paul Pogba came out recently and said it really takes it out of you. I think people really underestimate when you haven't trained for, for two weeks, you haven't played a game and you've had that impact on your chest and your breathing. Um, I think he really hit it hard. He's only young. He, he's, he's 10, 15 games into a new league. I think he just needs a little bit of time. I think we need to stop criticising him straight away. People jump on him straight away. Um, but I do think he needs to be taken out the firing line. And gives, we've got Mateo Kovacic on the bench. Just just give him a go. And I think we probably will see that against West Ham. As for Timo Werner, I love him. But he's not a, he's not a left winger. And he is playing. with. I think with Leipzig, he, he, came, he obviously played as a striker. But he drifted out to the left. He's not a winger. You're trying to get him to dribble with the ball. He's not Eden Hazard. That's not what we. That's not what Timo mm. Werner is. He's a goal scorer. And for me, he needs to play through the middle. But I also understand at this point in time, we've got no wingers available. Giroud scoring goals. So how can you drop Giroud? You just can't because we've got no one else to play on the wing. Um, so it's a but really this, this frustrating is a problem, situation. Yes. Yeah. This, this is the problem because I think the way that Frank Lampard saw this season going, Olivier Giroud wasn't really going to feature, but he's made himself undroppable. Whereas Timo Werner in a centre forward position has actually made himself expendable. I just Timo Werner to me is a centre forward, and I know when everyone's fit, I want to see Pulisic, Ziyech, and Werner. That's the three I want to see. But like you said, Giroud is undroppable. Um, it's I don't I don't even know what Lampard. I asked him actually if he was going to change the formation or think about switching it up. And he basically, in other words, said no. He, he's not planning on four three three's worked, and it has worked. But it's now not worked for two games. Teams have teams have worked it out. Um, and I think genuinely something needs to change before West Ham on Wednesday. We can't keep playing the same players, the same and um, the same formation, and ex- just expect things to change. Football doesn't work like that. Like Charlie, what formation would you think we should play against West Ham, and which players do you think we should play against West Ham? Well, I th- I think the main thing with one, like, I agree. I want to see Werner through the middle. I I think the almost his best game was Brighton at the start when he was like on the shoulder of the last defender. I was like, wow, this bloke is going to be mm. the absolute nuts for us. Mm. But I think the problem with playing Werner in this formation in the middle is, unlike certainly Giroud and and Tammy to a lesser extent, he's not like a hold up player. He can't he can't be that isolated mm. like the number nine is in this formation. He needs almost Kai Havertz like right behind him he needs he needs um more support so I I do think that I would I would keep the formation for the minute just because I think the I don't think Havertz should be in the side at the minute and I think he's kind of our best option to be like a number 10 I mean that's why he was bought for um and I would probably I'd probably I'd probably look at playing Tammy I I, I just I know Giroud's scoring, but I just, I think overall, I think the team looks a bit better with Tammy as I the number nine. Know. I know. I don't agree, I, Charlie. I know Giroud made himself a droppable, but I just, I just, I think the general we, play, we look so lost at the minute. We we do look lost at the minute. I do, I do agree with you, but listen, we're not creating much. We're not scoring goals. So how can you take out the only person that seems to be scoring goals recently? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Towards the end of games, they've both been on the pitch, mm. so so may, maybe maybe that could be the answer because because it's it's not like any of the, it's not like any of the players that have been playing wide 
the last two games have um have you know stated their claim for inclusion so i just don't know whether we go a bit narrow and look to i don't think i mean chilwell and james charlie Charlie, i think i think this is an interesting debate between you two but i'm gonna have to intervene because (laughs) whatever the answer and i think you're both making really valid points i'm actually finding it very interesting to listen to but whatever the answer is what i don't think it is is Giroud and Abraham on the same pitch from the start. That the balance, you... the balance doesn't feel right there to me. At all. Giroud and Werner, but this is the problem. We don't have a, a winger to then replace Werner on the left. But why can't we try two up top? But Giroud and Werner, we know how well Hazard played with Hazard played with uh, Giroud. We'd they be overrunning midfield played... though, Olivia. We'd be overrunning midfield if we were four four two. It doesn't have to be four four two, but I listen. I don't know. I don't know about the formation. I do think Frank Lampard will stick to four three three, but the personnel at the moment isn't working. Yeah, I agree. Well, do you know what I was very surprised by? I, th- I thought that the Everton result was going to be an anomaly. Bad result. These things happen. Liverpool conceded seven at Aston Villa. Yeah. These things happen. You get on with it. You bounce back. You win the next four in a row, and nobody even thinks yeah. about the Everton game ever again. It was the second defeat, wasn't it? It was the combo. That's what, and the nature of the combo, the nature, the last minute, the lack of concentration, not being more clinical throughout the game. The Wolves game was is a sickener. And actually, I have often said that we are in a title race. It's hanging mm. by a thread, isn't it? If you lose three in a row, you're not in a title race. I'm afraid. Well, I mean, listen, Man City drew, Tottenham and Liverpool drew, so it. Uh, it's not as bad as it could have been. I'm sorry, um, Liverpool won, which means we're still in touching distance within uh, with Tottenham. But it, I think results around us went in our favour, although it was two disappointing results. Um, I think it could have been worse. This season is so up and down, Rory. Like people are going to win games, people are going to lose games when you don't expect them to. Um, but now, having lost those two in a row, West Ham. Is a must win. We can and we're at home, and we lost this game last season, and we cannot afford another performance like the two we've just had. Yeah, Charlie, do you think we beat West Ham? I mean, we just have to, don't we? Uh, I, I, <laughs> That's a really very pleased. different question. That's a very different <laughs> answer. To the, yeah. yeah, whether no, we have no, to or no. not isn't quite answering. But yes, we have to. <laughs> but will we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got to be positive. Yes, I think we will. I think there's. Almost no team uh, Frank Lampard would rather beat for obvious reasons. I'm very pleased they had a bit of a dodgy result um, against Crystal Palace in midweek because uh, they have been very good. And I think, as we saw at the tail end of last season, when we were terrible against them at their place, they have got the weapons to cause us some problems. I think that um, Sutek is such a dangerous player for them. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of a bit, a bit worried about what, what he's going to do to us in the box. Um, in the air, certainly. Um, but, I, but I think this is a real opportunity with the gap between the two games, given that we're playing on the Monday night, with the gap between the two games, I think it's a real good opportunity to regroup. I don't know whether we can get any kind of um, players back fit. Obviously, Pulisic coming back into the team and him having some more minutes is going to really help us. Um, sure. So, yeah, I, like, I am slightly confident, um, not as confident as I would be, uh, before these two losses. Charlie, I was just going to say, we haven't mentioned Pulisic and I thought he was really dangerous against Wolves. I thought, um, obviously, he missed out on the, the Everton defeat and then came back against mm. Wolves and, and he was really exciting. I thought 
uh, like glimpses of the Pulisic after after um, in project restart sorry and he looked you know really really exciting really good and, and it's good to have him back and we've got to keep him fit um Hakim Ziyech and Callum Hudson-Doy Lampard said should be back in training by the end of the week um do mm. you risk would you risk Hakim Ziyech against West Ham Eve like yeah, would you risk him absolutely. if he's, you would yeah there is no there is no reason to not risk anything like I think we almost have to view this West Ham game as a bit of a cup final yeah, yeah. Like um, everything it, it, everything has to go into winning this game there is there should be nothing that we don't throw at West Ham anything at our disposal yeah. needs to go into this game because I know you you countered me Olivia but I actually stand by what I said I think if we don't take maximum points against West Ham it doesn't mean that we're too far away from winning the league of course it doesn't mm. but it means that the team won't win it you don't take one point from three games at this stage of the season and ultimately win the league sadly yeah. in my book so I think no, I think everything the kitchen sink should go at West Ham here and yeah. and also like if we don't win that game the 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 top 10 or 11 are so tightly packed yeah you start you start looking over your shoulder when teams like Villa and Palace win. Well, it's already um, happened to us, hasn't it? It's already hmm. happened to us. We, we were one game away from going top and then we lost another one and we're six. We're like, what, what's yeah. happening here? Mm. If we'd beaten yeah, Wolves, yeah. if we'd beaten Wolves, we would have been top of the league. Yeah. We, lost to, we lost to Wolves, we're six in the league. Yeah, I mean, this season is, is just crazy. And I think, I mean, the, the silver lining there is that could actually work in our favour in that two losses isn't... A complete disaster as long as we get back on track and a couple of wins will see us shoot right back up that table um this on Pulisic Olivia I, I, I agree I thought first half he was brilliant against Wolves why on earth did Frank switch him and Werner I, I thought it took I thought it took all the impetus out of our out of what was going right for us we've seen this I, I can't remember what game it was but I remember Pulisic playing I think it was a game we lost or drew and and he was it against I think it was a Champions League game this season and, and, and mm. Pulisic and Werner were playing and, and he did it again. And I'm thinking, listen, I know Timo Werner, you've just bought him and he would rather play on the left. But Christian Pulisic has proven last season that he is can be devastating from the left. And it did it the same, had the same impact in that Champions League game. It just took every bit of um, threat we had in that game and any just completely just it dissolved. We then had nothing. And I like... To me, if Christian Pulisic's fit, um, Christian Pulisic plays on the left. I do understand swapping it during the games because I think sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes you just want to, you know, the defenders need a different challenge throughout the game. And I think it is good to swap. We saw Pedro and William do it a lot, um, just swapping. Predominantly, yeah. Pedro was on the left, William on the right. But they did swap during games if it wasn't working. And I think that's fine to do. But when Pulisic's playing well on the left, don't swap him to the right because then our, our that, attack, that, that threat's gone. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what I th I'm actually really intrigued to see what Frank Lampard does um, or, uh, on Monday against West Ham. Really intrigued because, yeah, it's, it's a must. It's a must, must win, especially going into going into Christmas and the fixtures we have coming up. So many in such a short like space um, of time. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see what he does and, and whether it's going to work again or whether we're just going to going to have the same performance that we've had for the last two matches. Yeah, I think that's what we have to do. I think this West Ham game, I almost see it now in a vacuum. You know what you're saying there? Of course, we're in such a busy period. We have such gruelling fixtures coming up. You know, the Boxing Day fixture against Arsenal is always on people's minds. But yeah. 
I almost think whatever happens, whatever you're thinking, you know, you know, if, if Frank Lampard has been strategizing, thinking we can rotate players here, we can preserve this player for that game. I think that all goes out the window now because of the previous two results and everything is about beating West Ham. And if we do that and we get it right, we're back on track. If that goes wrong, I'm almost dreading the next episode of this podcast because it will be doing good, <laughs> won't it? It really will, Honestly, though, won't it? I, I think like the you can tell in our voices the change in our like the way we're talking. Like two weeks ago, if you listen to this podcast, we were you know so yeah, upbeat, so and yeah, and now <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we just sound so downbeat and so gutted and so frustrated. Um, but hopefully that turns around and next week's or the next pod we do will be you know upbeat again, and we'll be talking about how we you know put in a performance and actually got three points. Well, I'm sure we will. I'm convinced that we will beat West Ham because, as Charlie alluded to earlier, there is no fixture that Frank Lampard will be more desperate to win than this one. So, fingers crossed they can pull it out of the bag for him. That is about all we've got time for. So, thank you so much for listening. If you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. And make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, We will be back to serenade you next week with details (laughs) of how we destroyed West Ham at Stamford Bridge. Until then, thank you to Charlie. Thank you to Olivia. We'll see you all next week. Hurrah.